This is our number two of the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. This is the program where we talk about the news of the week and the events of our often bizarre lives. And as we head into hour number two, and we'll continue with our weekly look at the race for the White House 2016, Leah, I think it's probably a good idea because I'm sure some people might be confused because talk radio, especially in a general election presidential campaign, is supposed to be pretty clear cut. There's a good guy and there's a bad guy, right? And, right. Uh, you know, for well, my lifetime, that's been pretty easily understood. You know, my daughter, Grace, four years old, when she was last on the program just before her fourth birthday, she pretty much summed it up best when she asked this question about Donald Trump. Is Trump a bad guy or a good guy? And uh, my view of that is that, for all intents and purposes, he is a bad guy because, one, he's one of two Democrats running in the general election instead of normally one. There's two this year, and he is unqualified for the position and theoretically, I'm not sure, but might even be worse than the the one identifying themselves as a oh, Democrat. There uh, is no way he could be worse. There's no way. Yeah. Okay. And I, I wish mean, I wish that was true. And then you, on the other hand, don't really you're not a huge fan of Trump, but you nope. prefer him far, 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 far uh, to uh, far you know obviously greater preference than Hillary Clinton, who you just obviously no made it clear about. No one is worse than Hillary. I and, mean, honestly, no one. And as my daughter Grace said about Hillary. She wants to steal all my stuff. Right. So, That's right. So I understand. I, I get it. And flood but, your stuff with uh, refugees, okay, by the way. The other important element of this whole equation for me, it really has very little to do with Hillary. As I've been saying for a long, long time, I don't know exactly when I started saying it, but on this program and in my columns and Twitter feed and Facebook, the reality is that Hillary was already elected when Donald Trump was nominated. And that that is a fundamental reality that for a lot of, especially Trump fans, they just can't even wrap their brains around. They, they go, what, what, huh, huh? Uh, no, so, so therefore don't even give, you know, in my view, don't even give me this business about, oh, you're supporting Hillary. No, 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 no. That decision was already made. We forfeited the general election by nominating a liberal Democrat who was unqualified and who was not well designed to win uh, at all. And everything I've said there is being proven out by what we've well, seen over the last two weeks. Well, he's not listening to his advisors. No, but hold on a second. Let's be very clear. I, I get all that. But that's a surprise, Leah? That's a surprise? Uh, who exactly is surprised by that, that Donald Trump is not listening well, to advisors? Who's surprised by that? He now is, that? and I think it may be worse. All right, well, we're going to get to that momentarily because I'm fascinated by your your your, your criticism <laughs> of his endorsement of Paul Ryan, John McCain, and, and uh, Senator Ayotte. But, uh, but let's go back to this other point because this is really important, all right? The whole basis for why I knew that Trump would lose is that he was too juicy a target for the news media and so just because the media coverage is unfair, and I'm the first to say, at times it absolutely is. We've already referenced the baby story, kicking the baby out of the out of the speech. It's just flat out ridiculous. Not true, inaccurate. And the only reason why that stuck was, one, because the media has an absolute agenda. It's very similar to the, what I refer to as the full Palin, as in what they did to Sarah Palin after the 2008 GOP convention. Once they, they decided that, she needed to die once they smelled blood, once they created the narrative that she was dumb, 
Anything that happened after that was seen through the prism that she's dumb. Even when she would say things that were perfectly appropriate and even smart, they would be seen through that prism. They would be perceived by the news media as, aha, you're an idiot. I'll give you a perfect example. Once they proved, quote unquote, that she's dumb and she's not, uh, that's a whole other story for another day, but I made a whole movie about it called Media Malpractice, how Obama got elected. But once they proved that in their minds, she got asked, this was a classic example of this, she got asked, Sarah Palin did in 2008, by like a fifth grader, some kid, asked her, what does the vice president do? And she told the kid that the vice president is, quote, in charge of the U.S. Senate. And right. the media went went berserk. Bananas. Oh my God! She thinks she's she knows no idea about the Constitution. She thinks that the vice president is in charge of the Senate. Um, <laughs> hello, the <laughs> vice president is constitutionally charged with the job of being the president of the U.S. Senate. Now that doesn't really mean very much. You basically break ties and you you know sit in a seat whenever you want to, but. She's talking to a kid. What is she supposed to tell the kid? The vice president sits around in an office and waits for the president to die? I mean, because that's really what the vice president does. So there was nothing. Yeah, the fact that she was talking to a kid, I don't remember that being the top of the news story. No, no, they, they forgot about that part because that was inconvenient to the narrative. The point is this. That's why I refer to what's happening to Trump as the full palin. Because the baby thing... A couple of months ago would have been seen as ha ha funny, isn't he? So oh what a high what a ham. He's so good right. off the cuff. Now, now that he's the nominee and now that he's dangerous, and then he was winning for fifteen seconds, just like by the way, McCain Palin was winning for fifteen seconds after their convention in two thousand eight. He's dangerous and after the Khan family thing, he's seen as a jackass, right? We've created the narrative he's a jackass. So, therefore, if he's kicking a baby out of his speech, it must be because, aha, he's a jackass. So, it all fits the narrative. So, but that, my right. point, but here's the most important point, okay? All that being said, it's unfair, but it's also entirely predictable. And we had plenty of options, plenty of options to provide the news media with far, far less juicy, far less fat, enticing, easy to hit, uh, lucrative for ratings targets than Donald Trump. We gave them the blimp. Had Marco Rubio been the nominee? I know, little Marco. Had little Marco had he, been the nominee? No, in all seriousness, this week. No, it's true. And this week especially, you know, with the with the the issue would have been all about Iran. Okay, you bet. it would have been all about Iran, and he would have hit single after single after single, and Hillary's bounce would not have been nearly as big because her convention would not have been able to destroy to destroy him like they destroyed Donald Trump. There's not enough there. Plus, he's he's you know Hispanic and Cuban and speaks Spanish and he's young and he's not crazy and he's not talking about you know eliminating Muslims and 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 people aren't saying he doesn't yeah, he, he wants I'm to not... start nuclear war <laughs> I mean there, there's all there's there, there's a whole lot of reasons why Rubio would have been a much more difficult target would they have been unfair to him absolutely absolutely he's, he's not a real Hispanic right they, they, they would have tried. But that, that just because just because someone's gonna try to destroy you doesn't mean you offer it up on a silver flicking frickin' paddle uh, platter like we did with Donald Trump. 
I mean, they, they destroyed McCain. They tried to destroy George W. in 2004. They, you know, they, they, they destroyed Romney. And so now we decide, well, we're sick of just getting destroyed by our guys in the media. So now we're going to make it super easy for you. What, where's the logic there? There's none. And so, so just because it's not 100% fair, because, by the way, some of it is fair. I mean, when he did making up that story about that videotape, that's, that is crazy land. That is, that is narcissistic crazy land that is not at all uh, something that you want from a president of the United States to be doing that kind of stuff, especially when they've never proven themselves in any position anywhere close to being president of the United States. He's not qualified. So, therefore, it, he has no credibility, no capital to play with on an issue like that. So, so yes, the media is being unfair to Trump, but that doesn't mean it's not Trump's fault for blowing it, making it worse, and it's not the fault of the Trumpsters for nominating a guy for whom this was inevitable. I predicted this numerous times. In fact, Leah, I wrote a column in September of last year. People should look this up on Google, entitled Trump-Fueled Media Circus Causing Epic Conservative Crack-Up. That's from September of last year. September of last, you know what? When we come back, I'm going to share some of this because this is important to understand what's really happening here. And I do want to get into what uh, you're, because you apparently have a strong opinion about Trump deciding, you know what? I am going to endorse uh, Paul Ryan and John McCain and Senator Ayotte, even after I said I wouldn't. Um, We'll get to all that more when we come back on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Sickler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com, where, among other things, you can not only find uh, the numerous columns that I wrote for Mediate this week, but you can also find an updated graph on the um, predictions for who will win the White House, whether it'll be Hillary Clinton (laughs) or Donald Trump. Uh, It is now at a uh, shockingly high percentage for Hillary Clinton. You can check that out at uh, freespeechbroadcasting.com. Now, now, Leah, before we get back to what specifically happened this week, I want to share just a very short snippet from a column I wrote for Mediate back in September of last year. All right, September 22nd, 2015. This is just after Scott Walker dropped, dropped out. out. Dropped out, which, <laughs> which I say in this column, which is entitled Trump-Fueled Media Circus Causing an Epic Conservative Crack-Up. The entire premise is that this is going to be the seminal moment of this campaign that we look back on and we're going to go, aha, that was the moment. That was the point of no return here. By the way, I feel very similarly to what happened this week in the general election. I think that we're going to look back this week on the general election and go, ah, okay, that was the time when we knew Trump couldn't win for sure. I'm holding out for catastrophes. I I know you are. I know you. And I, I don't want to kill your hope. So you're telling me there's a chance. All right. So, you know, there is still there's still a chance. It's not very good, but <laughs> all right. Um so let's and I'll explain why a little bit later on in the hour, but let let, let me just finish this is how I finish this column. All right? Uh, I write most conservatives are going to be rather shocked when their poorly chosen nominee runs into a media buzzsaw in the general election. I can almost hear them wailing 
but I thought Hillary was going to be easy to beat. And when that happens, as barring a Marco Rubio getting the nomination is almost assured, conservatives will have to live with an astounding reality. Thanks to them being duped by their own people, meaning the conservative news media, the person who was best suited to beat Hillary was forced out of the race at Scott Walker long before a vote was cast because of a reality, a liberal, a liberal reality TV star who is friends with Hillary and who had a consultation with her husband, Bill, just before he announced he was running. And I used to think that conservatives were generally smarter than liberals. That was from September 2015. How's that turning out, Leah? Yeah. uh, Hey, I didn't vote for him. (laughs) I I understand you didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for him. our and, state did, unfortunately. <laughs> and I'm and I'm I am very much aware, by the way, that there is nothing in it for me for being right about this. I was right about Romney in 2012, even though I love Mitt Romney. Which I really hated. I know, I know you did, but and I got a lot of hate for that. But I was one of the very few conservatives in a prominent way to go out there and predict numerous times unequivocally that Romney was going to lose, and I got no benefit for that. In fact, I got. Negative, not just heat. I don't care about heat, but not. I got there was no no good that happened in my direction for that. None, and it's going to be even worse this time. I'm going to get nothing but hatred. I've gotten nothing for hatred, but hatred for being right about Donald Trump. It's not going to make me happy, uh, and it's not going to help me at all in any way, shape, or form. For some reason, people do not. This is shocking to me. People don't like people who tell them what's going to go wrong, and then it actually happens. They just don't like that. They would much rather be told sweet little lies. Tell me lies. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. That person will be will be benefited. They will be rewarded. The person who tells you the truth and it's unpleasant, that's the person we hate, even when they turn out well, to be right. And that's I what's think gonna- it's because. Not only is the full-on media uh, all over Donald Trump, but you are too. And people look to you to play both sides, to go after Hillary. But you're not going after Hillary, at least on your social media. It's been a relentless Donald Trump thing. So that's why they're angry. Well, because there's two liberal Democrats in the race, and the race got canceled. And yes, so, but Hillary is much worse. No, but I don't know that. And, and by the way, and by the way, one of the reasons I was told that Hillary is much worse, this is the this is a great segue to the next subject. One of the reasons we were told this is that the Supreme Court is so important. We yes. must, and I agree a thousand percent that in an ideal world, replacing Scalia is everything that this election ought to be about. And then Donald Trump goes and criticizes not one, but two incumbent Republican senators running for re-election in very tough races that they would have to win for us to have any chance of getting a legitimate Supreme Court nominee through, even if Trump pulled off a miracle and won. We'll talk about that and the repercussions of that and why Lee is not happy with Trump when we come back on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Zickler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. The website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Heard on 23 different radio stations throughout this formerly great nation of ours. You can check them all out at freespeechbroadcasting.com. Now, for those that are in the camp, and I know a lot of people are, especially listening to talk radio, that it doesn't matter how horrible, how liberal, how unqualified, how unhinged, how narcissistic, how egotistical, uh, how sociopathic Donald Trump is, uh, he's not worse than Hillary Clinton. I know, Leah, you're basically in that camp, although you wouldn't agree with the, the all the verbiage that I used to describe Donald Trump. For those that are in that camp, and including you, Leah, I want you to know that I do uh, hear everything you say, and I do consider it. In fact, when I was in Yosemite with my family on our yearly, weekly vacation just um, after our last show together, Leah, I yeah. thought long and hard about how it is that I could come up with a way to be supportive of Donald Trump. Not that it makes any damn difference. I mean, the election's already basically over anyway. I'll explain why shortly. Uh, but just for the, for the sake of philosophical argument, and, and certainly nothing that I say matters. My God, my wife is going to vote for Trump and my co-host is going to vote for Trump. I, I have no influence over anything. So... That being said, I still, because I care about the truth and I, I do, you know, principle does matter to me. I thought long and hard, okay, you know what? Maybe there's something to what Leah said. And one of the things you said to me that really struck home was conservatism is dead. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember saying that. It is. And, and I thought about that. I said, you know what? Leah might be right. Maybe conservatism is dead. Maybe that there's nothing that I'm really even fighting for at this point. Other than what kind of music we're going to be playing on the Titanic as it sinks into the ocean, uh, you know H- Hillary's music. I'll I'll be the first to acknowledge Trump's music that he would play on the sinking Way Titanic. Way better. Well, I am the first first to acknowledge. I give me He'd some have the of that. Best Right. Yeah. Give me some of that music. All right. If, if we're going down on the Titanic or the Trump Tanic, uh, there's no question that the music that, that, that Trump would be playing would be far more entertaining than the music that Hillary's band would be playing. Um, however, I, I don't give up easily. And, and there's still part of me, even though I don't I'm realistic enough to know this is a long shot that thinks, OK, if we can somehow brave the Trump storm, regroup and get her in 2020. Because she'll be very vulnerable then. Uh, you know, maybe just maybe we can turn this ship around and it doesn't have to sink. Um, mm. Then what you I thought a lot about what you said. I thought, you know what? Maybe Leah's right. Maybe it's already over. Maybe yes. it doesn't really matter. Maybe, you know, maybe there's maybe there really isn't anything that Trump can do that's so horrendous other than World War Three, which by the way, he's not going to do that. OK, but wait a minute, Leah. <laughs> who, who, who told who told you that was going to be a major issue in the general election? I said that a year ago. I said that. Yeah, they, but that's because that's fear mongering. It's no, not happening. But Leah, it it's works. It doesn't matter. It works. They couldn't have done that with anybody else on the Republican side. Well, sir. no, you're right. They and, couldn't have. But they, and it works. It works with you know the people who decide presidential elections. We never right, forget. But it, but it doesn't work when we have a wimpy candidate like Romney either. So I'm telling you, we're screwed. I, no, we. It's a very tough needle to thread. But it could have been. It could have been easily thread against Hillary. That's what's so. Fr- that's the core of my frustration. Hillary was so 
unbelievably beatable. And we took an election that should have been a referendum on whether you want the first female president to be this lying sack of crap who represents the past and has never accomplished anything in your life. We took an election that should have been a referendum on that, and we made it a referendum on a liberal Democrat who's unqualified and who's an egomaniac and who's unhinged and his name is Donald Trump. That was colossally idiotic, okay? And and that's why I, I forever, I will never be able to let this election go because that decision was catastrophic for the future of this country, regardless of how it turns out. But to get back to just getting back to just to finish off the point about me considering what you said while in Yosemite. And when I'm in Yosemite, I have a lot of time to think because there's nothing else to do. And I, <laughs> there's nothing else to do. And there's no internet access. So I know. Uh, thank goodness. Well, <laughs> a- anyway, another story for another day. But the point is, I thought about that. And I thought, I came very close. I, I was even thinking in my head, okay, I'll write a column with this being the premise or why I've said, you know what, enough is enough. I, I, I've got to support Donald Trump. And um, when I came back, you know what, what really just collapsed that whole thing for me was, one, the realization he was not, there was no chance of him winning because Hillary's bounce was, was even bigger than I thought. The con thing showed that he's just right. not ready. And then also the final now, and, and I, I should never say final because I never say never um, on almost anything, but... When he goes after John McCain and Kelly Ayotte this week, who are incumbent Republican senators running for their political lives in New Hampshire and Arizona, who are absolutely critical to the only logical argument that there is. The, uh, I will acknowledge the, well, there is a logical argument for, for going with liberal Democrat Trump over liberal, liberal Democrat Hillary, and that is if you're a conservative, you got a better chance. Not a, By the way, nowhere near 100%. Let's not kid ourselves. This is Donald Trump here. He changes his mind with the wind, all right? And there's no leverage once he gets elected. But there's a, certainly a better chance of him nominating for the U.S. Supreme Court, the replacement for Antonin Scalia, someone being less liberal than what Hillary would nominate. I'll acknowledge. Oh, there's no question. Well, there's some question. Look, but I, I mean, he uh, already released the name. That doesn't mean anything. No, but that it means does kind of show. That doesn't mean anything. Here's it's where Trump. I'm going. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Here's the point, though, okay? Because we're running out of time here. And there's so much to get to between now and the end of the program, <laughs> as there is every week. But here's the deal. When he goes after McCain and Ayotte, that to me just showed, you know what? The whole Supreme Court issue is bullcrap. That it's just a lie. It's another Trump lie. It's another Trump scam. He re- Someone told him, and he got convinced it was true, that this was a good issue to bring conservatives back into the fold, to basically emotionally blackmail them into supporting him. But it's not real. It's not sincere. Because if it was remotely sincere, he could despise John McCain and Kelly Ayotte, and he would realize that without them, there is zero chance of holding the Senate. And if you don't hold the Senate, you lose complete control, especially as a Republican. You lose complete control over who you can nominate and get through to replace Antonin Scalia to be on the Supreme Court. So to no, me, that's true. That, that was, is true. I think I think that I want to hear you say problem, that. One more, I want to see. I want to hear you say that one more time. What did you say? No, that is true. OK, thank but you. Right. I, I think that some of the problem that we have with Donald Trump is he's not a politician. He doesn't think like a politician Then don't be president. 
then don't be well, president. Then do something know. else. Do something else. As as Penn, I think it was a Pendulet or some somebody said. Um, you know, Pendulet who was on this Celebrity Apprentice, just who actually likes Donald Trump, had a tremendous takedown of Trump, um, and and thought, you know, hey, look, uh, he's a great guy, but he should be probably be going to any other line of work other than President of the United States. Because of his personality. His personality is just simply not designed for it. Anyway, the, regardless of Penn Jillette, the, the point here is that to me was a straw that broke the camel's back. Because it's not real. He just he just telegraphed that the whole Supreme Court issue isn't real. Because he went out of his way in the middle of a presidential campaign when he should be attacking Hillary Clinton. Because after all, people attack me, not nobody, for not attacking Hillary Clinton. Here he is. Instead of attacking Hillary, he's attacking John McCain and Kelly Ayotte and Paul Ryan. All of whom are, you know, Ryan's not directly involved in a Supreme Court nomination. But all of whom are incredibly important. If you're going to get anything done, especially when it comes to the Supreme Court, if you somehow pull off a miracle and win, I'm sorry. That was a tell. That was a giveaway. It's all a fraud. It's all a scam. It's all a con. Well, it's, that's what I it mean, is. Listen, I, I, you know, I don't know that Donald Trump thinks that way. <laughs> so you think I don't he, think he, I don't think he thinks that way, Zig. So, so hold on a second. You are analyzing a different mindset. And you're okay. trying to put your mindset, which is so every single point, 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 putting it into Donald Trump. Okay, so wait a minute. <laughs> it so, doesn't work. So wait a minute. Your, your your defense of Trump here is he's just so stupid and <laughs> no, and, and, and reacts look, on purely nothing but but let's egotistical it, gut instinct. That, let's face it. Your analytical political. Uh, prowess, shall we say? I mean, it is incredibly myopic, and it goes to every single little point that most people, especially a Donald Trump, wouldn't put those two together. Donald Trump is still, I believe, stuck back trying to get his base who his base hates John McCain, can't stand him. He's He is a turncoat liberal who has screwed over conservatives as long as we can remember. Kelly Ayotte, please. Paul Ryan, same thing. Trump can't get out right. of his running to win the primary mindset. Eh, I, I think you were on better ground when you were claiming it was just a purely egotistical move because... He, he wanted to lash out at <laughs> at people he doesn't like. Um, all right, when we come back, though, because this leads to what ends up happening here, because what effectively occurred was once Trump decided to rip on McCain and Ayotte and Ryan and not endorse them in their races, there was a total freakout among uh, the Republican establishment. Uh, supposedly, there was some sort of an intervention with Trump. Uh, there was even talk of taking him off the ticket somehow, which was never going to happen unless Trump decided for some reason he wanted off the ticket, which isn't the craziest idea of all time, since I don't think Trump is looking forward to getting crushed. Uh, but when we come back, I want to talk about what Trump ended up doing and Leah Brandon's interesting reaction to it on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network.
Welcome back. This is the John and Leah Show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. Leah, I'm still trying to get over the, the idea that um, your defense of Donald Trump over the mccain Ayotte ryan situation is that uh, he just doesn't understand the Supreme Court nominating process well enough to be able to uh, no 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 that's not him. that wasn't it <laughs> that how, wasn't it that's how I it's that it. no it's that it, look you are, you totally look at things completely different okay you yeah. have well, then why a, am I always right why am I always right no, no I'm not why am I always that right? has nothing to do with anything no no, no. If, if I'm if I'm not interpreting things correctly then why do I always no I'm not saying you're not interpreting with... it correctly uh-huh. I'm saying that you are looking further down the line than he is well maybe he shouldn't be running for president then all right but let, let's get well to... he's a businessman oh Supposedly. <laughs> All right. Now, but I'm, I've been trying right. for an hour to get to this. Let's subject do it. Because I'm very curious about your reaction to this. So yeah. the, all of this created a freak out. Oh, my gosh. How can you not endorse the uh, sitting speaker of the House in his primary? By the way, Paul Ryan is going to crush, crush uh, his opponent, who is a pro-Trump guy who Trump tweeted support for. Uh, Ann Coulter and Sarah Palin are still even after Trump uh, endorsed Paul Ryan, are still campaigning for this guy, which is bizarre to me, even by Trump standards. But Ryan is going to crush him. But yeah. uh, so so after Trump supposedly you know, came out and said, I'm not ready to do that, endorse Ryan, and ripped McCain and ripped Ayotte, he holds an event in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And did you happen to see this, by the way, Leah? No, I heard it, and it was hard, it was hard enough. <laughs> it was bizarre on so many levels. Here's how I have I, just a little bit of it. Here's how I described it. Tell me if you think this is an accurate description. This was like a hostage video. Yes. If the hostage went off on tangents like a drugged up uh, stand up comedian from time to time. Because it wasn't a normal hostage video where, you know, the, basically they're reading the cue card and they're speaking slowly. And this is what I have been told to say. He would do that intermittently and then go off on some weird story that was actually kind of funny uh, and then come back after doing his rift and then start reading from the prepared statement again. And bottom line is he finally did only, and this is important, Leah, only after saying Several things that made me think, oh, my God, is he not going to endorse Ryan? Because he started talking about how we need real change, real change, not fake change. We need real yeah. change. Our government is corrupt. Things it are is. things are not working. We need total change, complete total change. I'm, these are, by the way, almost direct quotes. And I'm thinking, how is this philosophy remotely consistent with endorsing the present Speaker of the House? It makes no sense, but it's Trump, so in his mind, it did. And so eventually the words came out of his mouth, I endorse Paul Ryan for Here Congress. I have it. We, we must hear it, in case people didn't. In our shared mission to make America great again, I support and endorse our Speaker of the House, Paul Ryan. And, and then... Paul Ryan. Good. He's a good man. He's See? a good man and he's a good guy. Now hold on for John McCain. And we may disagree on a couple of things, but mostly we agree and we're going to get oh. it done and we're going to do a lot of wonderful things. <laughs> and oh, by he's the way... He's a good man. By the and way, while I'm at it... While I'm at it... I hold... 
In the highest esteem, oh, no. Senator John McCain. No! For his service to our country. No! In uniform and in public office. And I fully support and endorse his reelection. Oh. Very important. Very important, I just read Very that. important. Wait, wait, wait. We'll work together. <laughs> I also fully support and endorse Senator Kelly Ayotte. Of New Hampshire. Okay. And there was a smattering of applause at that one. All right. So um, I I thought like, okay, this is this is silly. This is a Friday night. This is basically just making making Trump cry uncle. Uh, And so this should never become an issue to begin with, especially after the conventions. You were really bothered by this. Tell me why. I was very upset by this because of all the things that Donald Trump, uh, you know, during the primary, this is the kind of thing that really makes me mad because especially the John McCain, uh, I hold in high esteem. It's one thing to, all right, I'm going to endorse this guy. I don't like this guy, but it needs to be done. But it's another to say, I hold him in high esteem. No, he doesn't. For his service? No, he doesn't. This made me so angry. I went on Twitter and said, up. Oh, he probably just lost his 14 million or so other supporters. Because this is right in the face of who he is not supposed to be. Okay, that, that's fascinating to me. Uh See, I never bought into the narrative that he was who he was supposed to be. Uh, you bought into it, I guess, at least a little bit. I, I don't. I sense... remember his dust up with McCain. I mean, I, you mean I like war heroes that didn't get caught. <laughs> yes. All right. Well. Okay. The the reality is this: uh, you bought into that what I believe to be bogus uh, Donald Trump built uh, narrative that Sean Hannity likes to pretend exists. Uh, I never did. But I doubt, Leah, that you are in a very large group of people. See, I I think most of the Trump supporters are able to rationalize a betrayal like this. And I can certainly see, Mm. I can certainly see this as a betrayal. If you're a hardcore Trump guy, if you're a hardcore Trump guy and your whole thing is he's going to get in there and as Arnold Schwarzenegger used to say here in California, blow up the boxes. Remember that? Correct. Right, I'm going to blow. That didn't work either. Which was, by the way, how it is that anybody who experienced the (laughs) the Arnold Schwarzenegger, only Freudian slip, anybody who experienced the Arnold Schwarzenegger charade here in California should be, like you did, should be prepared for the, the for the con that is Donald Trump. But that's another story for another day. The point here is this. He, if, if you buy into the rhetoric that everything's going to change, that he's going to blow up Washington and right. make it all better, right. this does, in fact, go against that in a huge oh, way. Oh, yes, but, it does. But, but Leah, as he has said very famously, he can shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and his supporters wouldn't care. And he did this on a Friday night in per, on purpose, it didn't get that much play. He was clearly he was clearly doing this was a with a wink, wink, nod, nod. I mean, he he's a very good showman. So he was basically telling his supporters, "Look, I'm being forced to read this. Can you give me this? Just get, cut me some slack here for a couple minutes. I'll get back to the good stuff in a moment. Uh, I I need to basically basically he was saying, we pause now for this commercial break. Well, <laughs> and so I, look, he does the commercial I, I and he comes out of the commercial. Now we're back to the prime programming. 
That's I don't I, mind the endorsement, but how many times did he say that Paul Ryan was a good guy and the high esteem, the wording really upset me because he could have done it in a different way with the same result without the words. But you're, I think but you're, it was over the top and it really makes me angry. But you're still voting for him. Right? I'm I'm voting against Hillary, so see, yes. he knows he has you. He, he knows does. he has you. Well, what am I he, gonna do? He can fart in your Who face. Who am I voting for? Well, Gary Johnson. <laughs> Hour number oh, th- he's nuts. Hour number three coming up next.